0: Yo, what's going on crew? Welcome to another episode of Pardon My Pancreas. They are talking about how to pack for a trip when you have type 1 diabetes so you can avoid the mistakes that I made when I ran out of supplies. Uh, You definitely do not want to experience that. It is the worst and unfortunately it's happened multiple times. So today I'm sharing lessons learned from multiple different scenarios when I ran out of supplies while on the go, how you can avoid that and what you should be putting into your carry-on or in your trunk if you're driving. So, without any further ado, let's get into our theme song. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type one diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandervecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. All right, so a quick story to give you some background on the three different scenarios that I ran into. Uh, many years ago, my wife and I had moved over to Europe, and while we were there, uh, I was working, she was kind of hanging around. and Uh, Believe it or not, that was actually the birth time of FTF Warrior. We created the company while living abroad, and it was this incredible experience. Uh, But that's a story for another day. What you need to know is that our trip kept getting pushed out and extended because I kept getting more jobs while we were living in Italy. And uh, during this time, I was wearing the Dexcom G5. And that's a device that requires that you calibrate it twice a day. It's a CGM, or a continuous glucose monitor. It measures your blood glucose and gives you readings. And at that point, it required calibration. So I was still doing finger sticks, right, at least twice a day. And you give it a calibration, it would kind of reset, and now it knows what your blood sugars are. Now, the issue with extending our trip is that I had only packed for a certain amount of time being in Europe. And of course, with diabetes, it's a bit more difficult to get the exact supplies you need when you're traveling around multiple different countries, you know, away from your standard insurance back home. And so, for me, got the first extension, recognized that I needed to start rationing my test strips because I didn't have enough to continue testing, you know, four or five times a day. I had to do two only. And then I got another extension for another job out there. And at that time, I was doing some modeling and acting. Uh, so very unpredictable schedules and traveling that they would tell you what you're flying somewhere and you'd be leaving the next day. like That's kind of the, the that chaotic structure of the modeling and acting world. Um, but my trip got extended again and I recognized that I was not going to have enough test strips. In fact, I was a couple days short. And I ended up not only rationing my test strips to calibrate my CGM, but eventually running out of test strips and having to just hope and pray that my CGM blood sugar readings were in fact correct. And on that topic, I also ran out um, of additional CGMs. I was on my last one. So if it failed at any point, I would have no way to read my blood sugars. Very stressful situation that you don't want to be in. So that's situation number one. Always pack Extra lesson number one do not just pack what you need. In fact, the rule of thumb that I have learned from my personal experiences is always calculate what you need for your trips. All right, so if you know you're gonna take X amount of insulin per week, make sure you got enough insulin to cover however many weeks you're gonna be gone. If you're wearing an insulin pump, you need your pump site changes, your cartridges, your pump charger like all these different things, or extra batteries in some cases. Uh, If you're MDI, how many insulin pens do you bring? If you're on syringes, how many syringes do you bring? You get the idea, right? Look at your supplies, everything that you'll need, and calculate how much you're going to need for that trip. Then what I want you to do, multiply it by three. That's right. (laughs) You're going to go ahead and pack a bunch extra because there are multiple situations that I will get to in a minute that i have actually used three times the supplies that i needed is that you don't know if you're going to have a pump site failure or if your insulin's going to go bad and you have to use the next uh, vial before you're planning on it maybe your cgm sensor fails and you gotta run out and go grab another one there's a lot of different scenarios that can happen and i want you to be prepared for those so calculate exactly how much you're going to need and then of course multiply that by three you got to be over prepared Uh, Now, a second component to this, another time I was traveling, it was actually semi-near that time of my life, Uh, I was traveling from Paris, France to South Africa, another crazy flight situation with modeling and acting and just chaos, right? Going from Paris to South Africa, they lost my luggage. (laughs) The airline completely lost it, and um, the unfortunate piece about that is, of course, I didn't have my change of clothes, I didn't have the things that I needed, but I also didn't have my insulin. Oh, and that's why we're talking today about what you should pack in your diabetes bags when you're traveling, because I made the mistake of putting my insulin in my checked luggage. There's a couple different reasons why that's a terrible idea. One, you don't have your insulin on the flight. What if something happens and you need your insulin, right, If if you need your backups? Uh, two, they can lose your luggage and then you lose your insulin. And that's what I had. For 10 days, I didn't have my extra insulin. Had to actually go to a pharmacy in South Africa and get something that was close enough to the insulin that I was taking. Number three, extreme temperatures. You don't know if it's going to be super hot on the tarmac. You don't know if there's going to be snow. I mean, you should know based on what time of year, which of those is the threat. But if your insulin is exposed to extreme temperatures or your devices, that can cause issues, right? So for many different reasons, just take your diabetes supplies and your insulin with you. Fun fact, your bag, if it is 100% medical supplies, counts as a medical supply bag. And depending on current updated rules and which airline you're using, 99% 99% of the time, that bag comes with you because they can't take it away. It's your medical supplies, right? Uh, and most airlines actually honor this where they will not charge you extra if they do that uh, for that medical supply bag. So if you have a bag all full of diabetes stuff, which can include snacks, by the way, because that's medical for us. We can take snacks on planes and uh, you know get, get away with it. Uh, but that is your medical supply bag, so if they say, hey, you got to check that, you say, "I very kindly and respectfully, tell them, oh, this is my medical supply bag. I cannot be separated from this. This has to come with me. And then they'll find another way to make it work. All right, so that's a, a fun little freebie for you. So, yes, I have lost my insulin because they lost my luggage, and that's a whole situation you don't want to deal with. But let's get into what you should actually be packing and why it's important. Because recently, just got back from a trip to Tennessee. And uh, I was out there for a business conference, met with some incredible people talking about how we can impact more lives and help more people. A lot of other coaches like myself in different uh, industries in the world. And uh, on this trip, we—I had calculated and planned for exactly what I needed. I packed three times extra. I put all my insulin and all my supplies in a carry-on luggage. I'm learning from my mistakes, and I hope you are too. <laughs> but what I want to share with you today is that the extensions to trips, the uh, lost luggage. These things never stop happening, even when you plan ahead for it. And on this recent trip, came back from my business trip, my week-long trip in Tennessee, and we were supposed to be going back home to LA for like the next day. Uh, and then we got noticed that there was an exciting event happening a week from that day. And so we had to stay an extra week in San Diego with family over there. Uh, now, the event has officially happened. It actually happened a couple of days ago, so I can finally share it with you guys. The reason we were in San Diego longer than expected is that my brother-in-law was proposing to his girlfriend. They are now engaged. He has a fiancé, and he is thrilled. So if you're on YouTube with me, drop a comment below. Congratulate my brother-in-law because we are so happy for the both of them. They are going to be uh, an incredible couple. So we're super excited for them. But because of that, we had to stay an extra week. I had to go and look at my supplies and make sure I had enough because I did have some sensor failures. And sure enough, because I had packed three times as much, I did have enough. However, it was just enough. Uh, By the time we left from San Diego to go back to LA, I was on my last sensor for my CGM. I was down to my last few site changes. I was on my last file of insulin. So These extensions can happen to anyone, whether it's a road trip or a flight or even just a day out. Always bring extra supplies with you. And remember that if you are flying, that is a medical supply bag. So in most cases, you're not going to be charged. You can carry it with you. And it's crucial to have that. Now, let's get into what I actually packed. And this part of the episode is going to be real helpful to have a visual. So if you are listening, uh, you might want to head over to YouTube, just type in the title of this episode on YouTube, and then tack on FTF Warrior on the end of that. If you're not already subscribed, definitely hit the subscribe button right now. You do not want to miss that. Uh, and for those of you on YouTube, if you didn't know, this is also a podcast on Spotify and Google and Apple and all those, wherever you listen to podcasts. But you're going to want visuals for this. And I'm going to show you guys a little bit of my suitcase and kind of show you the structure of where things go so you can get an idea for how I pack and what are the crucial components that you should be packing depending on the different trips you're going on. Now what do I mean by that? I'm going to give you a second to hop over to YouTube if you're listening right now. Uh, there's different types of trips. There are the short distance trips where it's like maybe an hour of driving, right? A lot less thought goes into that one, but you should still pack more than you think you need because I've driven somewhere for an hour and we ended up staying for a two day trip, right? Because you like the destination or something happens or your car breaks down, always pack extra even if it's only an hour away, right? Second option is like a legitimate road trip or maybe domestic travel where it's you know half a day that you're traveling before you get to your destination. And then third, where I was going into uh, you know Europe and Japan and all these other crazy places where I got to experience these amazing cultures, uh, you have to take a lot more things into consideration like the time zones, uh, lots of extra packing. You might have to pack some of your diabetes supplies and your checked luggage. Uh, but of course, keep enough with you in your carry-on, but a lot of different components are gonna shift depending on what type of travel you're doing, all right? Now, step one, one of the key components, um, and I'm not gonna go too far in depth into each of these, but if you want me to do like uh, a specific breakdown of what goes into my bags for the short, medium, and long travel, let me know in the comments below. Type um, travel breakdown in the comments below if you wanna see that kind of a breakdown video. Um, And only if it's useful for you guys. I don't want to make a video if it's not going to help anybody. But uh, travel breakdown, type that in the comments down below if you want to see me break down the specific items and why I break them on different trips uh, in my suitcases. But real quick, I'm going to show you guys... piece of what you should be looking for. So short road trips and medium trips, you should be looking at keeping temperature control. If you're traveling in the dead of winter or in the heat of summer, you wanna make sure your insulin and your supplies are relatively well temperature controlled because if they go outside of that range, bad things can happen. They can stop working as well as they should. Uh, For the longer travel hauls, or especially if you're hopping on a flight, you wanna look at surrounding variables with your blood sugars. Like how can you prep for that trip to give yourself the biggest chance for success. For me personally, I pack my meals. I know that airplane food's just not that good. It's a lot of processed stuff and it doesn't taste good in addition to it not being good for you. So for me personally, I do pack like, uh, you know, veggies, sometimes I'll bring fruit, crackers, protein bar, PB&J, like it doesn't matter too much, but that gives me two guarantees. One, I know it's gonna taste good because I made it. (laughs) I'm choosing what it is, but two, I've got the carb counts, right? And for me personally, you know that I analyze everything. I've got the proteins and the fat counts as well, right? It gives me the best chance for controlled blood sugars while flying because if you go low while flying, it can be a bit scary, right? Cause you're not on the ground, <laughs> you're up in the air. It's a bit more stressful, but if you go high, you can't go for a walk or take a hot shower or do most of the strategies that are really helpful. All you can do is sit there, which encourages what? High blood sugars to stay high, even if you're throwing insulin at it, and then just you're welcoming the blood sugar roller coaster at that point. So, uh, with these different types of trips, one of the things that they all do have in common is what should go in your emergency bag. Okay, so I have a go bag, like a diabetes go bag, that's got the emergency supplies in there. So I have uh, a, a giant gallon-sized Ziploc that has extra sites. It has uh, glucose gels it has a sharps container it has glucagon right Um, glucagon is for the emergency low blood sugar situations if you don't know what that is there's injectable there's inhalable there's a couple different options these days but think through what you need in your go bag and again type travel breakdown below if you want like a legit breakdown of the exact items in there i'll film those specific items for you but when traveling you got to know what you're up against Right, and as you're going through TSA, they might question, you know, what is this? Why do you have needles? <laughs> uh, most times nowadays, they're a lot less suspicious. They know what diabetes is. They know the supplies that are there. Uh, heck, they even knew what my CGM was this last time. They're like, oh, that's a Dexcom, and I was like how the heck yes it is that's so amazing that you know that (laughs) you're not questioning me uh at tsa i actually opt out for the pat down i don't want to deal with my supplies getting messed up in the the x-ray machine because some supplies and you'll have to check with the websites on which ones you use but some supplies can possibly be messed up by the x-rays or by the body scanners so i just opt out of the whole thing i say hey just pat me down real quick takes an extra five minutes that's it all right it's not that big of a deal And that's been extremely helpful. Just getting through, and they're they're 90% of the time they're super friendly and helpful with that. Now, as far as my bag itself, I was going to Tennessee for a week. It's a pretty short trip, so I took a carry-on and a backpack. The carry-on half of it was work stuff because I'm going there for work. Right, so my laptop, my notepad, my pens and pencils, and all that great stuff. The other half, though, I had clothing in the bottom half, and the top half was diabetes supplies. I'm gonna pull up. Uh, a visual for you guys, so give me one second. All right, this is kind of hard to to show on camera because it's a little bit large, but this is my carry-on, all right? And this side, my laptop would go in, and on this side, let's flip it upside down, sideways. We'll split it half right here, right? So this half was clothing, this half was like my pump supplies, my Dexcom supplies, and some low snacks, all right? So that means that a quarter of my suitcase was medical supplies. Technically, that doesn't qualify for the medical supply bag. Now, to keep things organized, I got one of these fancy section dividers, so it zips up. This is where my clothes go, keeps it, and I can also compress it. That's where my clothes go. I can compress it, so I, it enables me to stuff things in there uh, and make more space for my diabetes supplies, which, as it so happens, I have right here. This is one of the supply cases uh, that I use. This is actually the supply case that I was given, though I don't think it was given, I probably purchased it, on the day that I was diagnosed which at this point was like 12 12 and a half years ago <laughs> and it still works so i mean kudos to them top-notch quality but if i open it up we've got make sure there's no like medical record numbers or anything in here we're good mostly yes we're good so as you can see it's a little messy right we got some pump supplies that i need to take out that i used in tennessee but i've got insulin pens as backups just in case my pump fails right uh, i've got some alcohol swabs. I've got insulin vial right there. Uh, I've got this fancy thing. Just pull this out. This tells me what temperature my insulin is and all these fancy gadgets. I can do. like I said, again, if that breakdown is helpful for you guys, I'll break down what each of these things are and, uh, you know, like let you know where you can find them and whatnot. Uh, so type travel breakdown in the comments if that's helpful. But the idea is be ready for anything. Right, So I've got extra MDI supplies in case my pump fails. Another thing you can do with international travel, depending on the pump company, is ask them for a loaner pump. So when I was traveling to Europe, they gave me a pump to take with me in case my pump broke because it would take longer than 24 hours to get a replacement pump to me. So there's a lot of different options when traveling, uh, but as we kind of wrap up this episode and you know, leave you, of course, with the opportunity to request that travel breakdown if you want more specifics on, like, the actual items and what my go bag, my diabetes go bag looks like. I want to leave you with this. When you travel, there are a lot of variables that are going to shift. You're going to go outside of your routine, oftentimes outside of your time zone, which, yes, that does impact things with your diabetes as well. Your circadian rhythm aside, which, you know, your sleep cycle, your hormone cycle, all these different pieces, that's gonna screw things up when you're shifting time zones, but then you have to think about your DOM phenomenon, your insulin to carb ratios, your basal change, which are gonna be impacted as well. Uh, you think about your activity differences. I work out probably five, six days a week, right? When I'm traveling, that goes down to zero. A lot of the time. So I have to take that into consideration. Okay, I'm less insulin sensitive. Do I want to stack a workout the day before I leave so that I'm insulin sensitive for the first half? And you look at this whole thing as one giant equation, right? Certain things are going to help with insulin sensitivity. Certain things are going to make you more insulin resistant. Certain things aren't that big of a deal, right? But the more variables that you can control or at the very least understand, the better chance you have at actually enjoying your trip which half the time when you're traveling, you're going for vacation, right? So the entire goal is to enjoy the trip, but it's really difficult to enjoy the trip if you can't control your blood sugars. If they're up and down all day, all night, it gets frustrating, it drains you, and it almost feels like what's the purpose of even traveling and going on vacation if my blood sugars are just gonna misbehave and make it more stressful than it would be just to sit at home and read a book, right? So take care of your blood sugars, look at these different components for what are the variables that I can control. You know, can I make homemade meals for the plane ride to reduce the variability of blood sugars on the plane so that I can arrive in a healthy, energetic, upbeat state versus being low or high and frustrated? Uh, Can I build exercise into my routine in vacation? Oh, we're hanging out at the beach. I don't want to go work out. That's fine, I'll go snorkeling. Snorkeling is excellent activity. That's gonna get the blood pumping, right? We're swimming around, we're playing volleyball, whatever that looks like for you. Um, You know, if you are vegan, and you're going on vacation, you should probably continue to eat vegan because it'll make it easier to manage your blood sugars. Right, so there's a lot of different things that you can keep consistent, but I also don't want you to get lost in the weeds where you're like, oh, I have to do everything the same because I want my blood sugars just to behave and I, I don't want to piss them off. <laughs> it's a very unhealthy relationship to have with your diabetes. What it should look like is you guiding your diabetes through, right? You showing your diabetes, who's boss, yes, but, giving yourself some leeway, giving yourself some grace because you're on vacation. Or in my case, I was on a business trip, I wanted to stay focused and so I did do what I could to keep my blood sugars in check, in range. Uh, And actually on that topic, I will be doing a deeper dive into that trip specifically because my blood sugars on one of the nights did not behave at all. If you watched the recap last week, it was a frustrating blood sugar. I hit 280. I have not seen those numbers in years and it caught me by a surprise and it kicked me out of my butt. <laughs> and so I had to figure that out. Uh, I'm actually going to be doing a deep dive for people in my email list, in our newsletter email list, uh, as just a thank you. And so if you're not already on that, I haven't made the video yet, but I am making it very soon, probably this week. Uh, I'm going to be doing a deep dive explaining why the decisions that I made were in place, how I decided to attack that 280 blood sugar since it was late at night and I was going to bed. I didn't want to risk going low in my sleep, right? A lot of those different components I'm going to be covering in that video. And, uh, you know, I periodically just give gifts out to my newsletter email list. Like, uh, I think a week or two ago, we gave out a 21-page ebook on healthy living with diabetes, what you can do to control blood sugars during exercise, different meal types, how to lose weight. Like, This kind of stuff we just give out in our email list. And if you're not part of that, I want to invite you to do that right now. Okay, so if you have not joined our email list, or if you have and you're just making sure that you did join it, (laughs) what you can do right now is go to ftfwarrior.com. That's it. That's our homepage. All right. Uh, feel free to poke around, but first, your priority. Go to ftfwarrior.com, scroll all the way down to the bottom, and sign up for the newsletter with your best email. So you put your email in, you hit confirm, and you're good to go. Check your email inbox, add us to your primary, and make sure you don't miss the emails because right off the bat, I will actually be sending you a gift just for signing up. Like I said, I just kind of do that sometimes. (laughs) And so everyone who signs up this week uh, for our newsletter, I will be giving you a gift in that first email. So do keep an eye out for that. Go check it out, ftfwarrior.com. And uh, I'll see it in your inbox. It's going to be a blast. I can't wait for you to experience that gift. I've already got it in mind. I know what I'm sending to you. Uh, And if you, like I said, if you're already on our email list, but you just want to make sure or you just want to get that gift, Do the same thing, ftfwarrior.com. Scroll all the way down to the bottom and enter your best email to get on our newsletter. Hit confirm and we'll see you on the inbox. All right, hopefully this was helpful for you. Uh, What I pack with diabetes, ultimately pack three times more than what you need. Look at what variables you can keep consistent. And of course, watch out for those time zones because they'll get you. If you're traveling east, remember you're losing hours. If you're traveling west, remember you are gaining hours. Hopefully you found this one helpful. Remember to jump over to ftfwarrior.com right now. Sign up for the newsletter. I got a gift for you. I've already got it in mind. I know what I'm sending you, and I can't wait for you to get it in your hands, or in your inbox, rather. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Keep up the fight.